get out of here with this. I'm done with the twins. I'm done talking about it. I am so overhearing about them. Enough of the projections. Enough saying that they're going to do damage. I don't care how many home runs they hit in the in the regular season. Take None of that matters. Take your 100 wins and walk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take. This is episode 185. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Dude, I'm so sorry. I told you I was ready to start, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and buy my ticket to Arlington right now. If that's fine. Yeah, no, no. Is, should we pause? That's totally fine. Go for it. Oh, we should buy a ticket real quick. I'm actually I'm actually buying season tickets as we speak. So. Oh, smart. Yeah, smart. In fact, I'm I'm a Rangers fan now. Did I, did I tell oh, you? Oh, are that? you? I'm a big Rangers fan, yeah. Cool. Good for you, I'm all man. about the globe life life. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite player there, down, down there? So anyway, we, yeah. got the, <laughs> uh, we got the Ale Central breakdown today. Yeah, but first let's talk. Rangers coming out and saying, "Hey, let the people in." I just you're against it. I love it. I love it I so love much. It. I'm just I trying to be delicate. This is a sensitive matter. Some people are on is other it, sides. Is it insensitive to say, "Hey, if you don't like this decision, stay home"? Is it insensitive yeah. to say that? Yeah. Okay. Then I, yes. I won't say that. Look, that's the truth. With anything, look, I'm I'm very much on that side. Um, I, w- I will never shame you or make you feel guilty for what you're uncomfortable with. If you're not comfortable, then this shouldn't be an issue for you. But for people who are comfortable, <laughs> let's go rage in Arlington, please. All right, I, don't I need some rage. baseball in my life. Rage is the as, the as Rangers you, live. You say is that what it's called. Let's be sensitive. Now you're just saying, oh, let's go rage. I don't know if that's the best way to follow that up. Well, I love it though. For the sole re- as a baseball fan, I love it because it's hopefully a stepping stone towards 100% normalcy across the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is officially, um, I mean, it's known that everyone except the Blue Jays, because obviously they won't be in Toronto in the beginning, but everyone yeah, will have... Has there been an update on that, by the way? Are they? Did I read that they're starting, what, the first month down there in Florida? Yeah, for a while they're down in Dunedin. Um yeah, the everyone's everyone's gonna have fans for their home openers. So twenty five percent, half, full capacity, uh, whatever. Everyone's gonna have it. Are we sure on the Nationals? Because I was just reading this reading into it the other day. I think the Nationals are still a little unsure, unless I missed something. I think you're missing something. Uh, I don't think you're so. It. I'm right on this. I probably missed it. I feel yeah, good you're about probably this. Right. All right. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Bring in the people. Let them in. Yeah. I'm here for it. It did catch me a little bit by surprise, although I will say, take the politics out of it. Take your thoughts surrounding the state of Texas out of it. I wasn't surprised that it was the Rangers coming out first. And saying <laughs> yeah. it. I wasn't surprised, but it did catch me by surprise that a team, regardless what state they're in, just say just the fact that they came out and said, yeah, we're we're going yeah. this early. It's wild. Process. Early, early, early. I don't know. I'm going to go, though. I already got my ticket booked. I'm just going to go give George Bush a high five and uh, do end, my thing. End of, uh, what was it? What did I tell you? End of April, a couple days into, into May, you got a four-game series versus Sox. Maybe Mid-May. Maybe come catch your new favorite. The Yankees. Come catch your new favorite team. Play the play the Sox. We'll go down there together. New favorite team. It's fair. Big big pro Joey Gallo guy over here. Stop. <laughs> we, don't, we don't say those things. Um... The Mets, in other news, practicing catching the final out of the game of Game Seven of the World Series. I heard about that. I didn't watch the video. What was it like? It was. Awkward? I don't know. You could. I'll let you decide. I, you need, I'm gonna need you to pull this up because it could go. I it, look it up. It could go either way. I saw the update. I just didn't have time to look at it. I tweeted it. Or I tweeted it so you can check it out on our page. Shameless plug for the Twitter at the Thirty Take Pod. Uh, but yeah, it could go either way. It's. It, if you if you're a Braves fan, you're going, oh my God, this is so cringe. What are they doing? If you're a Mets fan, you're saying this is the culture shift we need. I I'm kind of in the middle. I'm all for visualizing your goals and and mm-hmm. speaking them and acting them out into existence. But right, I'm just wondering if this is really going to be the thing that sticks in their mind on this random day in March, come October, come September, October. 
You know what, man? Um, look, I think there can be a lot of haters in this in this corner for saying this is kind of cheesy or whatever. But I I love it truthfully. Like I'm a huge fan of it, and it's just I don't I think if even if no one was there to video it, then it just came out that the report that they did that. I love that. Like I love visualizing and feeling positive things like speaking it into existence that this is going to happen, you know, and that's for everybody, for whatever you do, like I'm going to do this. It's the same as for any of you ex players or current players. It's like you get in a box. I'm going to get a knock. I'm going to get this guy in from third. You step up to the tee box and golf. I'm going to stripe this down the middle of the fairway. You do, you wake up and go to work. I'm going to crush it today. You know what I mean? Like it, you speak it into existence and it just that vibe, that energy, it feels better. So as cheesy as it may come off, I'm a huge fan. I love it because let's, let's practice something that we're going to do that we're going. And I'm not going to say, I'm not here saying the Mets are going to win the world series. I don't think majority of our listeners are in that boat, but Good for them, honestly. Good for if it's a managerial decision or front office decision to do this. Maybe I don't know who it was or whose decision it was. I'm a huge fan. I love it because who cares? You know what I mean? It's us in this clubhouse. It's no one else. It's just us, and this is what we're working for. Let's speak it into existence and do it. I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you, I would think the majority of them got to be pretty amped about this because at the very least, and sure, you can call it corny, it reflects to me a culture shift. It's oh, like yeah, if you're a dude. Mets fan after what happened this off season for, for the first time in a while, you're not, you're not going down to the grocery store to get the Brown paper bag this year. Like you got to feel pretty good about it. And all these people coming out in here saying, Oh, all this just to finish third or fourth in the division. Who has Ooh, any you know? clue as to yeah. how this division is going to pan out? How do you know? Nobody has a clue. You don't know. You have no I, idea. Don't make me, give you my March Madness analogy again. I've given you my March Madness analogy a thousand times on yeah, this exactly. podcast. Nobody knows. The experts don't know. Nobody knows. It's fun to speculate. It's fun to make predictions. But I like that this is this was for the clubhouse. This is for our guys. This is for my players. That's what this was done for. It had nothing to do with fans. It had nothing to do with anything else. We're creating a culture in our own clubhouse that's just going to spread. We're talking about a, a very historical, loyal fan base. And if if they're seeing and buying into this culture change and everyone's just, it's, of course, you got to go out there and play games. But it's it's just feels different, doesn't it? Doesn't this feel different for the Mets? Very much so. It doesn't yeah, people, feel. People are saying this is such a Mets thing. I'm like, no, this is not a Mets thing. This is a, this is a new Mets team. This, this is, is not this something is, you would have seen. This is nothing I've ever seen. I don't I don't know. I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, in high school, we would write our goals. We would get together, you know, before our season started and write our goals as team goals on, on a chalkboard, right? Like, those are things that you do. Every other team is doing that, but, like, visualizing it and feeling that, they're not going to the clubhouse and dumping champagne all over themselves or Gatorade, whatever you have to do now. It's... This is just something like let them let them do their thing, leave them alone. I said on Twitter, I said that better be the opening. Coming that, from a Yankees fan, by the way, <laughs> that video clip better be the opening scene of the World Series DVD this year if they end up winning the whole thing. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, need, because it's like I'm gonna need a nice fade to black, open up with this video, and just roll right into it. It's fine with me. I mean, it's you know what they say like if if people aren't telling you that your dreams are crazy, they're not. They're not good enough dreams. They're not high enough goals, right? If people aren't doubting you, they're not good enough. So bring on the haters. If you're a Mets fan or a Mets anything, bring on the haters. And frankly, I'm not surprised. Everybody just hates on everything nowadays. It's just the popular thing to do. Yeah. Admittedly, we do our fair share of hating. That's fine. And again, I'm a Yankees fan, and I can't stand the freaking Mets. But good for them. I feel like you and I try to have somewhat of a healthy balance between. Yeah, it really does depend on our vibe. But uh, yeah, all that to yeah. say, back to my point, I'm not surprised that people are hating on this. Really, there's only one team, I feel like, in the league right now that could do this and probably wouldn't get nearly as much hate, and that's the Dodgers. Padres. Oh, Well, the Padres. But, I mean, yeah, it's it would be different for the Dodgers considering they just won the World Series, but mm-hmm. I'm saying in terms of 
surefire World Series, a team that you know that would be doing that at the end of the year? Yeah. It's the Dodgers. Anybody else yeah. is like, oh, why, why are they doing this? What, what is this all about? So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. And uh, I don't want to go off on like too much of a sidetrack here, but like anyone saying that the Dodgers World Series hangover is going to be a thing, I don't, I think of any year, I don't think this would be the time that they would feel the same hangover uh, for other teams, you know? Because the other teams that win the World Series, you go, you you spend your whole time any any championship for any sport, you spend your whole off season going on shows, doing interviews, all this stuff. No one was doing anything after this, so yeah, I'm with you though. Not to mention the Padres are basically forcing you to show up. This mm-hmm. you have no no other option but yeah, to show up. I'm, I'm not even worried about any kind of hang. Not to get on too much of a tangent though. Yeah, we got the AL Central breakdown today, Nate. How do you want to you want to start it off the same way we started off the previous two? You want to start off with your division MVP pick? Yeah. Um let me know who you got. I think for me this one was more about again that word value in my MVP like what they provide for their team and how important they are for their team. To me it's Tim Anderson for how important he is to the White Sox and how this dude from the jump has basically just thrown his middle finger up and saying, doubt me. And that's just like this vibe that I think he's created, this chip on his shoulder vibe that he's is just spread amongst the White Sox culture. And I, think I think you can it, credit him with a, a lot with where the team is at right now. I think what, you can credit. Did. I think you can specifically credit him a lot for where baseball is right now. The whole let the kids play thing, he's kind of like the poster child in my mind. The bat flips thing, he's he is and I'll be I'll be the first to say when when he was first vocalizing this, I was like, I don't like this. Like it's just too much. But now we're seeing baseball kind of trend this way and just being a little bit more edgy and being a little bit more vocal, being a little bit more angry. You know what I mean? Like I th- I think the the swag, the confidence, everything, he is the leader of that team in my mind. And just, I think he's the value that he brings on top of being a really good shortstop is unmatched. It's my MVP. I like it. Now I know for mine, I want to say the previous two division breakdowns we've done. I too, in a, similar to the way you just said, focused on the V. I focused on the value mm-hmm. that those players brought. But for this one, I'm more so going towards Who's what be a the lot stud? of. Pe- what a lot of people classify the MVP as. And so for me, that's Shane Bieber. I think we are going to see a Mm -hmm. 2021 of just absolute dominance from Shane Bieber, similar to 2020. Maybe Mm -hmm. not on the same level, but probably pretty close. And if you're pretty close to what he did last year, yeah, that's uh, to me, that's division MVP worthy. So great pick. I like that a lot. And I thought about him and and I know it's I know it's edgy going with a pitcher for an MVP, but it's happened before. Yeah. And for this particular conversation, I don't think it's far fetched. No, I don't think it is either. I like that pick. And I and for anyone that's saying like, why the Indians? Why would you choose? Um, that rotation is very much going to be an issue. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but it's very much going to create an issue for people. That rotation has got a lot of upside. And all I'm saying is. You got a lot of shortstops hitting the free agent market. We'll get into that a little bit after this year. The Indians are saving money this year. But with a rotation that's ready to go, that's ready to do damage, do you go add a couple offensive studs? This this Indians team is back in the conversation for a top of the division. So I like yeah. it. Shane Bieber's big. Frankie Lindor holding it down at short. Yikes. Yeah, bye-bye. But See, I don't think know. they'll bring him back. No, I'm... You know, but totally being if he doesn't get that extension, but I mean, it's a wild move on their part. I don't know, man. There's just, there's a, I said shortstops. I mean, there, there's a lot of free agents that they could go after. So I just, yeah, I think Shane Bieber is just kind of like holding it down, holding that rotation down. I like it. Yeah. And the whole like, oh, what are the Indians going to do? If again, I don't want to go down this road. We've gone down this road one too many times. We need to figure out how we're awarding the MVP any Mm -hmm. whether it's a division MVP a league MVP what have you what do the angels do and who's the Mike Trout or who's the MVP annually Mike Trout 
Mm-hmm. What are the Angels? What have they done? Nothing. Right. So the whole division thing, the 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 playoff potential that does nothing for me. Shane Bieber right. for me is division MVP, AL Central. What do you got for this? This will be fun. Divisions most underrated and overrated players. Let's start overrated. <laughs> I kind of copped out a little bit. Does it mean you have the same pick for overrated? No, because I didn't do a player. I said the entire Twins team. Bro, come <laughs> on. Overrated. Get out of here with this. I'm done with the Twins. I'm done talking about it. I am so overhearing about them. They are not that good. Enough. Enough of the projections. Enough saying that they're going to do damage. I don't care how many home runs they hit in the, in the regular season. Take None of that matters. Take your 100 wins and walk. They are overrated i'm sorry it's just the way it is they're overrated uh, it's not a thing nelly cruz is basically the only dude that i trust yikes sorry yikes nate i don't want to i don't want to cut into your rant here too quickly is that your go, overrated player? we can go we can go back to hang up you on you nelson cruz is my pick for overrated player nate and this is this is stop 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 rolling your eyes let me hear me out okay hear me out i i just listened to you go on a rant about it. an entire team is your pick so you can yeah. hear me out i feel better honestly <laughs> Cruz. i'm fine posting that if you want to throw that out there let i'm absolutely know. posting that as a quote Good. graphic You're, you've been a machine recently with the quote graphics i know you're welcome uh everybody. nelson cruz this is this is an overrated take based on what I think is going to play out in 2021. I, okay, so not like currently. Of, no, not currently, not based on what he's done mm-hmm. literally the last decade. He's like 70. I'm just saying I think he's, oh, well, he's going to be 41 uh, on Bobby Bonilla Day, for those mm-hmm. keeping track at home. He's going to be 41 once the summer hits. So I you're just, saying this is the this is the end. It's this all... Is, the, and believe me, I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to continue to defy father time. Believe me, I want that. I like Nelson Cruz. I just like it has to end at some point. And it and when I say end, I'm not saying just fall face first off a cliff. But there, the decline has to start somewhere. And I mean, he missed he missed some time. He missed a fourth of the season in 2019, and then was having some hip issues last year. So it's like it, he's starting to show a, a few cracks. His uh, one note I did pull up his average exit velo and we'll get into, we'll get into exit later with shout yeah. out Mr. Bryce Harper. Uh, his exit, his average exit velo and hard hit rate, both ranked in the 99th percentile in 2019 and 2020, okay. they dropped to 87th and 86th. Respect. So to All your right. average, average person, they don't really care what that means, but it just, it's showing you that, you're starting to see cracks in places mm. that you might not otherwise All right. care to look. Okay. Again, I like Nelson Cruz. I think he's it's incredible what he's doing. He's what he's doing objectively is incredible, but the fact that he's doing it age forty. Give me a prediction on the home runs and RBIs out of this year. Sure, basically say, how he's okay. measured. Nothing else so, really matters. So well, here's the other thing you gotta take into account. Major League Baseball coming out and saying they're deadening the balls. I don't know. I'm watching spring training right now and Balls are jumping just just as fine as what <laughs> I'm they just were last you, year. Um, see, anything that I give you is gonna be you're gonna be like, oh, well, that's those are solid numbers. How is it ever right? Just give me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say. All right, he had because we're used to Nelson Cruz being 35 plus in home runs. I mean, he dating back to 2014, he hasn't hit fewer than 37 home runs. Yes, I didn't I even mean, look my, that up, guys. Minus last year, but I didn't even look that up. Props yeah, to me. That was solid. Also, fun fact, Nelson Cruz is in the top five for most home runs by an active player right now. All right. Are we trying to build up Nelson Cruz as like a sleeper pick right now, or are we trying to help my case? I'm not helping your case. I I know I'm I'm alone on this. this. I know I'm alone on this one. I'm I'm just saying in terms of what I think will be the bottom line at the end of 2021 versus how much juice we're giving him right now. Rightfully so, but I'm just saying the decline has to has to okay take place all right that's all i'm saying i don't i don't hit you for your courage i i just feel like i had to explain myself because i know if i just put out a graphic it said the yeah, vision's most overrated there. pick yeah, yeah. well that's zero just like context every freaking quote graphic if you ever put up graphic you ever put up on me is zero context well uh, we like we like keeping give me the prediction 
I don't know if if Major League Baseball is is correct and say I don't know if these spring training balls are any different. If if there is a little bit of a drop in pop in twenty twenty one, maybe like yeah forty one in twenty nineteen. If this is the decline that I I could potentially see happening, I could see like a thirty two. I don't know why that number okay. comes to mind. And I know people are going, 32 home runs? Why wouldn't you want 32 home runs? That's not the point I'm trying to make. If he produces 32 home runs this year, are you still considering him overrated? Again, this goes back to... This is your prediction. You're you're saying no, 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 no. overrated I'm saying, I'm by saying, what he's going to be at the end of 2021. The term overrated is being applied to just the absolute juice the baseball world is giving him right now. Again, rightfully so, but I'm just telling you... He, you we can't continue year after year. He can't. He's not going to be forty seven and us being like this dude's the best DH in the league. It's not going to happen. Like one of these years, it has to fall off. And I'm just going out on a limb again. I, know, I know I'm a, I'm alone on this. I appreciate you, and I I can understand your courage in making this pick. But I was talking noise on Tom Brady like five years ago, saying he's got to be done soon, and I have eaten my words hard. I'm not but the saying the guy looks like Nelly he just Cruz. got drafted. I don't I don't think Nelson Cruz <laughs> I'm is not saying Nelly category. Cruz is the Tom Brady of, of baseball, but I get it. I mean it's eventually gotta come. Who you got for underrated? Um no, let me hear yours first. Let me hear yours first. Because I, I don't think we have the same player, but I'm just curious to see where your head was where your head at was with us. Whit Merrifield. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That dude does not give enough love. Get you don't enough think love. So. Uh no, dude, not at all. He's I mean he uh, with the bat in let my me, mind let me, ask, let me ask you this not to cut you off do you think the lack of recognition would you if you had to credit it to only one thing would you credit it to the fact that he's a royal that he's a royal or what he does in today's game isn't appreciated no he's a royal okay because he's doing what dj lemayhu does yeah but dj lemayhu's got pop with maryfield is very much a i mean dj lemayhu's 64 so that does help a little bit, but I, I think, and he's also playing in Yankee Stadium, I do think Whit Merrifield is just, he does nothing but produce, and now he's accepted the role of moving wherever he needs to go, bouncing between second base and the outfield. I don't think he gets enough love. I really don't. And I, I was it was kind of cool. I was watching the Dodgers, it was probably the Dodgers-Royals spring training a couple of days ago, Trevor Bauer is getting interviewed and they showed a clip of Trevor Bauer at UCLA warming up in the college world series. And Whit Merrifield with South Carolina hit that, that walk-off hit and Bauer didn't get to get in the game. It was kind of cool. Anyway. Um, yeah, dude, I just, I don't think he gets enough love. I, I love the way he plays and you you bring up a great point that it's doesn't fit the prototypical style that we expect out of baseball players anymore. But I, I think you're looking at guys like this where that job will never go away. No matter how much the game changes and how, how we feed off of home runs, the those dudes will never leave the game. The DJ LeMayhews, the Ben Zobrists, the Whip Merrifields, those kind of players are just, they're never going to go away. And I, I really like that. And I think that guy holds it down for being undersized and constantly produces. Yeah, I think if you're the Royals, it's a good problem to have. Like me and you were... We're kind of dissecting our all division team before we hopped on, and we had to stop and actually confirm like which mm. position we could actually classify him in because he yeah. just, the dude just bounces all over. He does what he needs to do. I love it. I freaking love it. And I I don't know why. I think you can definitely appreciate this probably more than I can. I I just love when college players go through college and then they still make this big impact at the major league level. Like I love that Dansby Swanson went the route he did and now he's doing so well with the Braves. You know what I mean? I remember who was the dude Gordon Beckham. Remember him? Went to the White Sox for a little bit. I think he was with Where did he go to school? Gordon Beckham. Mm, it's going to bug me. Either way, that was like I was hoping he would make an impact. You know, so it's just cool to see names like that and I think it it is really uh, it's not a popular side it's not a long list of dudes you know compared to the other side where they go to college played uh at the university of georgia perfect um where dudes go to college they they dominate 
at the college level and then they come in and make an impact. So I like dudes like Danzy Swanson. You know, you can root for guys like Buster Posey and Pete Alonzo. I want Whit Merrifield in that conversation for what he did at the college level and what he's doing now. Because who doesn't love college baseball? I respect it. I respect it. Nate, for my underrated pick in the American League Central, this might surprise some people. It will certainly surprise you. I'm going to go Jonathan Scope of the Detroit Tigers, partially because this was one of the only real places I could give the Tigers some love. Why? Okay, before I explain my pick, why are you rolling your eyes at me? You went with the cop-out of Whit Merrifield, which I think Whit Merrifield is adequately appreciated. I don't know. I think he is. Why why are you rolling your eyes at my pick? I don't know. Convince me because I'm not with you right now. Roll your eyes. Give me your argument. Convince me. Why does Jonathan Scope deserve anything? I know you're not. I well, neither of us are are big on projections as we has as we have talked about previously. Mm-hmm. He is projected to have 22 bombs, which is more than double anybody any other second baseman in the division. In okay. 2020, he was a 278 guy. He had an OPS of 799. Okay, just shy of 800. The year before that, the last 162 season we had. 23 bombs with an OPS of 777. Where was he in 2019? Uh, Wasn't he with Minnesota? Yeah, he was. He was a midseason trade away from the Orioles, correct? uh, At some point, whether it was 2018 or 2019. Yeah, he was with the Twins in 19. No, he he went to the Brewers in 18 from the the Orioles. That was the midseason trade. Yeah. I don't remember him being with the Brewers. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've already explained, and – like we talked about before we hopped on, the Royals are in a great place. They're going to su- surprise mm-hmm. some people in the next couple of years. I think that's where the Tigers are. I just think they're a little bit behind the Royals, but I still think they're in a, they're in a very solid place right now. Yeah, for sure. People, people who don't really care to look into just why they're in a good spot, they're just going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, it's the Tigers. Hmm. Look into Absolutely. it a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. Jonathan Scope. I'll clarify. Give me, give me I'll, we were 18 home runs this year. He's a, I won't say he's the top. I'll, I didn't really have a top. Good for you for digging. Good for you for digging, doing research. I did a little I did research. Not. I did not. Yeah, a little bit of a cop out. But I went right. straight feel. I'll, I'll allow it. But I'll, 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 I'll qualify it by saying I, I'll take the, the pass on this. I didn't have a top underrated player. He He's okay. just a underrated. Tip. Okay. Best manager in the division. Who do you got? I have a name written down, but I'm going to change it. What, based on what I say? No. I'm going to change it because now now that I'm looking at it, I want to change it. Well, before we share our picks, let's just acknowledge the depth Uh, that that this division has. Yeah. I know Rocco Baldelli is new to the game, but he's proven he's he's been a successful manager so far, I think. Tony La Russa, we all know that that dude has just been around forever doing his thing. Dude was managing, what, in the early 80s? Yeah forever um you got aj hinch now in detroit who again is uh, with a little bit of an asterisk next to the uh the the years of uh success um but as we as we talked about and we i you can go back and find the audio i'm not going to do it because that'd take up too much time we said on this podcast aj hinch is a brilliant baseball mind yeah he was gonna get a job we knew that He's gonna he get a job. Is, he is a fantastic baseball mind, and I think you take away what happened in seventeen. Mm-hmm. The dude still he's he's got it together. He's yeah. A, he's a quality manager. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But my my best manager has to go to Mr. Francona. It's just the rap sheet is just too impressive to ignore. The guy is. And I've definitely spent my time rooting against him. The guy is just, in my mind, just incredible at, as a baseball manager. And I'm a big U of A guy, so got to give him some love. Um, but yeah, that's that's my best manager for what he can do. And, and I think that's I think he's a big reason why him and the rotation is a big reason why the Indians will be better than what most people think this year. Not gonna say that they're gonna win the division but they will very much spoil and be difficult to beat but he he's brilliant he's literally brilliant and yeah that's my guy i like it can can i make a proposal Mm. or can i 
are we allowed to have ties with our picks? Is it because or do we Tony have to Larissa's commit? up there? No, Tony Larissa is not up there for me. Really? No, he's not. And I know I just said I just got done saying oh the depth is vision. He is a good manager, but the fact that he's just been away from that. That's kind of why that yeah. type of job for a while. Mm-hmm. I just I wouldn't feel so what's good your committing tie? to what's that. Who's your tie with? Rocco Baldelli. Yeah. Uh, what two two years now? How many How many years have you been managing? Longer than that, I think. I think it's three. Three. You started in eighteen. Eighteen, and then had back to back division. T- that's what it was. Yeah, back to back division titles in nineteen and twenty. Hundred plus wins in there. What one or one or two times? But to me. The fact that we, I mean, we've said on here multiple times, the twins are overrated. They're not good. They're good, but they're, you know, they're what not as good as everyone thinks. Yeah. They're good, but they're not good. You, you decipher that however you want. But the fact that he can lead a team, especially so fresh out of the gate is just a natural mm-hmm. feel for him. Almost like it's almost mm-hmm. like he was meant to be there. There's certain guys that, you know, that when you see him coming through the league, you're like, Oh, this guy, I'm like, and apparently yeah, he, was, it's, he it, was one of those guys. It falls in, as we've had this conversation a few times, it falls into those guys that weren't, in my mind, extremely naturally gifted as a player. The guys that had to grind and really earn their spots right. and really work to stay in the league. And they just were a fly on the wall for their whole career of just learning and eating stuff up. That's why we don't see Cal Ripken Jr. We don't see Derek Jeter. We don't see Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, you know, managing teams it's these guys of that have had to battle through things Rocco Baldelli is right up there with any other player that had to battle through stuff I uh, I get it I definitely get it I just is he is he tied with Terry is that why you said a tie yeah I mean I got a little bit of a bias there but even if I didn't the dude is I don't you don't I don't I can't stand the fact that you know he dominated for the way he did but you gotta appreciate it, man. The guy's I'm, just I'm like I have no interest in really watching the Indians beyond the guys that we've we've talked to on this show. Mm-hmm. Just catching up, see how they're doing. Two of our mans in the rotation. Yeah, you mentioned the rotation. I was like, man, we yeah. just keep chipping away. We'll we'll take we'll cover the whole right. thing. Right. Go back and uh, listen if you haven't caught the Zach Plesak or Tristan McKenzie episodes. Um yeah, that Tristan McKenzie one was fun, man. That was like mid awesome. mid season COVID. He he was stuck to his or he was yeah he's in a hotel room stuck in his hotel room. He's a man, yeah. Uh, but what I was gonna say is I'm excited to see what he does with a I won't say depleted Indians team, but a kind of a an uninspiring Indians team, given yeah. just the the low spirit surrounding that team right now not too many people are high on the indians which yeah we'll get to this later apparently there's more people higher on the indians than i'm aware of i don't know who these people are i don't know why they would be high on the indians but at least for this season you you mentioned there's one dude in that lineup that produced uh no there's a couple yeah nate there's definitely a couple Mm. (laughs) i'm surprised you're not you're not registering the second one anyway Mm. we'll get to that actually no we'll get to that right now all division team nate let's uh let's start with the Position of pitcher. Shane Bieber. Yeah. For to. sure. You yeah. Um, How far down is Lucas Giolito? He's close. He's close. Um, um, I mean, oh, he's, he's it's right up you there. Guys. It's yeah. you guys. Easy. He's right there. I just didn't know, like, how, like, is he like a 1B to Shane Mm-mm. Bieber's 1A? Mm-mm. No, he's a full on, he's a full on two on this list. It's definitely Shane Bieber right now. The end of the year, maybe. I don't know. Giolito's good. I'm not saying anything about that, but I, I want Shane Bieber. Catcher, your favorite Yaz- guy. Yasmani. Ugh, I don't understand. I get it. I mean, it's just, I don't know why. I mean, look at the numbers, man. Uh, the numbers don't lie. I just, I don't, I don't love the feel that I get from this guy. I don't know what it is, but yeah, he's definitely the, the best catcher. What was that? What was it? What started it for you with him? Wasn't it? Uh, it was probably the. It was back the, in 18. It's probably the Brewers stuff when the Brewers brought him in. That's right. And I was yeah, like, that was like, mm. and I think that was just the the umbrella of Brewers. That was, I remember that was one of your one of your first rants on this show, like yeah, not not specific out. rants, but like one of your first kind of like hot hot takes that people Nate-isms. really hated. Yeah, mm. that yeah. just kind of ran with. Uh, I mean, I think he got. I think he made like eighteen million dollars, and I just didn't. That's like what that. it was. Yeah, it was yeah, the contract. Was That's what it was. 
yeah, you yeah. you went off on that contract. Yeah, produces. Think, it's just I think he kind of I think he won that one. Doesn't really get me that excited. Uh, does your first base first baseman pick get you excited? Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu. Yeah, Nail MVP. Um, I don't, I like I I don't know why I always feel like I've kind of rooted for those guys that took forever to to make an impact and to get a chance in the league. You know what I mean? Like he really didn't come on the scene and be what he was until his late twenties. I just think that's kind of cool. Second base. I also had Jose Abreu. Second base. Uh, this is what we talked about earlier, but I put Whit Merrifield at second base. Hope that's okay. I mean, he has played at second, so I guess we can classify that as a... Yeah. Even, I mean, the projected lineup, they, they have second base slash outfield, so... Oh, I think he's projected base. to be play right, right? No. I don't know. I have no idea. Just keep scrolling. Keep going. Who I'm do you actually, got at second I'm, base? I'm actually curious. <laughs> well, I I wasn't going to go Whit Merrifield because he's in the... out. He's... He's slated to be in the outfield this year, uh, so I don't know why you're so stuck on the second base thing. Because I'll explain it when I get down to the position if you don't spoil it. That's fine. Uh, well, I had to go with my underrated guy because I just don't I don't really see anything else. That was People would say, okay, Nick Madrigal, he's coming off shoulder surgery. He hit 340 in 2020. I don't. He didn't play a. He, he didn't even play the full 60 games. There's there's a lot of upside there, but I mean, to me, just yeah. This, this is very much one of those things where we'll see at the end of the year. We both went with our underrated guy. It's cool. Most likely going to be the guy next year, but as of right now, I just can't commit to that. That's all. Third base. Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. Shortstop. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Left field. Eloy Jimenez. Eloy Jimenez. Center field. Luis Robert. Luis Robert. Right field. Okay, this is where I'm curious because that's who I had in right. So where do you have? who do you have in right? Jorge Soler. Solid pick. I like that. I have Drops no- nukes. Had 40 no, bombs in 2019. I have no grievances with that. So that's why I had to move my, my guy Wit to second base because I had to make room for Jorge, who probably could see a lot. No, I think him and Hunter Dozier kind of rotate between that DH position in the lineup for the Royals. Hunter Dozier will get some time at third. Jorge Soler will get some time in right, but there will be some shared DH time between those two. But Soler just... That guy hits a ball hard, man. Got to give him some love. Led the league in home runs in 2019. Who do you got at DH? Nelly Cruz. Nelly Cruz. Okay, well, let's talk about this. Nelson Cruz is my pick for DH. If my prediction of production fall off takes place in 2021, mm-hmm. the guy to take over his place next year or at the end of the season will be Fran Mill Reyes, which Miguel is the Sano. other guy. Huh? Miguel Sano. That's Fran my Mill Reyes. Pick. Which is the other guy that can produce in that lineup, which I, I assume mm. you were just leaving out. No, it doesn't he doesn't get me excited at all. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I'll just say doesn't make me feel great. Relief I'm not, pitcher. Just kind I'm of a not, slam dunk. You're I'm saying to fill his spot of division DH. I'm not saying fill his spot on the team as DH. I'm saying both. Fair enough. So now he's got pop. I like I like my odds with Framil Reyes. I've had a lot of a Did lot you of look up numbers of Fran Mill before you, calls. before you said these things? Because now I now I kind of want to look here. All right, Nate. Let me pull these up for you. Oh, 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 oh. This is so tough to watch. No, I'm just kidding. It's not terrible. It's not good. Yeah, 2019 at 37 home runs. Okay. Hit 249. Okay, 2020 played 59 out of the 60 games. Hit 275. All right. Give me some Miguel Sano love. Miguel Sano, probably pretty similar. Yeah, and remember, 30, 34 home runs in 2019, 13 last year. Fran Mill Reyes, going back to Fran Mill Reyes, this was the guy where we thought was, or this was the guy you thought was like 37. Yeah. And he was only 25, so plenty of time for Fran Mill Reyes. Well, he looks like he's 37. He does look like he's 37. Give me some credit on that. Cool. That's our lineup. Best unis? Are we we didn't mention our guy for a leaf pitcher. Oh, I thought this is pretty much a slam dunk. It's a slam dunk, but anytime we get a, an opportunity to Yeah, give me the Aussie. Give me the dude right here. I don't care who you are or who you like or how you feel about Liam Hendricks. That dude is waking up as pure entertainment every single day. Have you seen his spring training picks? 
His goofing around picks, he throws on the helmet with no flaps, glasses, batting gloves. I love Looks like dude. the dude from, uh, what was that, Major League? When they were playing the White Sox, like the D, the guy, oh, yeah. you know who I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, the guy yeah. steps up to the plate. It looked yeah. exactly like him with the helmet. I, I just, this guy is awesome. Like, he's awesome. The dude is awesome as a human being. The stuff that him and his wife do, charity-wise, is insane. Obviously, our conversation with him was off the charts. Still one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. He's hilarious. And he's Inter- also just a freak on the mound with a crazy amount of energy. I need a, I need a revitalized Liam Hendricks on a team that is not just going to flake out in the mm. first round of the playoffs. I need yeah. Liam Hendricks on a team like that with fans. Yeah. He's, he's right where he belongs right now. Amped. Yeah, he's right where he belongs right now. And if you're a White Sox fan and you're under the age of 75, because I feel like that's, that's I feel like that's the median age for their fans. Wake up, like be a White Sox fan. Go to games. I know your stadium's super boring. Just go to games and like enjoy the product. This this roster is stupid stacked. There's so much talent, and you got our guy just shutting doors at the end of each game. Absolutely the number one relief pitcher in the division and arguably the number one relief pitcher in the league. No, not arguably the number one, the number one relief pitcher facts. That's our lineup. Best uniform sets next on deck. My friend, this one was kind of tough. Let's rank them. I like what we did last, last breakdown. See, I never think that way. You go first. Let's break. Let's, let's rank them. <sighs> All right. We're, let's work our way. I'm going to work my way from the bottom to the top. I've got them pulled up here for you, so I can I can kind of describe them if if you need. All right, all right. So it's me yawning, but for me, I gotta go Indians. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't really for the longest going. time I've been saying that they just have mm-hmm. the most boring uniforms in baseball. Yeah, the block C does soon. nothing for me, no, and the fact nothing. that they're just trying to wean out the the Indians altogether. It's just yeah. gonna be Cleveland all year. Mm. Yeah. It, uh, that'll change soon. This is the last year, I'm thinking, right? Anyway, uh, Indians at five. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Next, I got to go Tigers. Tigers, yep. I agree with that. Old school, but just, wow. I love like, it. We got to uh, spice it up a little. I The home whites really do it for me, and I know there's people going, how in the world do those do it for you? It's just it's a taste thing. I just like the clean, classic look. Mm-hmm. They just do it for me. The, the old English D, that's, I mean, that's classic. Yeah, that is nice. That is cool. It's just time for a little bit of we we had we had to shake things up here. It's I time. mean, introduce the like the do tiger something with the tiger. Like get there's me in so there a little much, bit. There's so much there to yeah. work with. Yeah, get me in there a little bit. Introduce some more orange. I think I need a little more orange somewhere throughout the the uni. Yeah, give it a little pop. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Or let's see. Next, I probably gotta go. Twins. I gotta go, no, no. I gotta go Royals three. No, Royals are number one for me. See, that was my gut reaction, but then I had to, I had to take into account the whole set. And powder blues. No, the powder blues are the powder blues are nice. You got the home whites with the the blue script across the front for Royals with the, with the gold mixed in. Yeah, you got that as an alternate. You got the powder blue. Yeah, with the the white pants, mm-hmm. and then you got the road blue. With the gray, it, I mean, they got they got things there. I like it. Yeah, I can't believe you have the twins as high as you. We're at the top. Do you got them at the top? Stop. Number two, I gotta go. White Sox. Am I the only one that's not a huge fan of the red, white, and blue thing they do? I love, and that was the reason I had them at two. That for me, that uniform in particular carried them to number two. Uh, I don't know what it is about it. Just I think it's the pants that ruin it for me. No, I like what the number. I don't like. I don't like the pants. It's that big, big piping that's yeah. like super thick. I've never yeah. liked that. The number doesn't bother me. It's the thickness of that stripe down. The, I don't like that. The yeah. jersey, the top's fine. Yeah, you either love it or you hate it with the with the piping. I, I just I get don't like that. the pants. Yeah, there are certain people that just like clean, singular piping. I I get it, but for me, the uniform as a whole, I just think it's super. Fill clean. me in on why the twins are up there. All right, so well, I mean, you got the twins, 
And we have our friend uh, Jake Jake Cave to, to thank for this because the dude just models these unis like like no other. The powder blues are super clean. The red the red alternate. Here's the thing: the twins have four alternates, so I mean they got they got a little they, something. They got things to work with. Mm, they got to get people there somehow. The the powder blues are swaggy. Powder blues super clean. Jake Cave looking like a stud in them. You got the home whites. Nothing, nothing crazy. The home, the grays. I personally can't stand. I think those are just brutal. those are so bad. Minnesota, all it's just you can't, you can barely read it. The font is just way too small. But it, you're for talking me, about the the twins with the TC, right? The red one. Uh, yeah. With the TC on the left. That is an incredibly underrated jersey in baseball. I think that is. I don't know what it is about it. I just love that uniform. And then you throw it, like I said, throw in the powder blues. Uh, powder blues are gonna those are gonna win out every time time to figure out what you need to do to get rid of the the aways both the aways are trash minnesota you're ta- just you're talking about the alternate road yeah the the blue road same yeah, thing doesn't look not, good not crazy but yeah but for me it's those those uh those couple alternates there that, that really carry it for me i mean the home whites are clean i'm i'm personally not against the the combo of colors that they use. They have like that goldish accent. They throw in the blue and navy. I'm not I'm not against it. The twins can just be deleted, honestly. I mean we're we're talking unis here, Nate. We're not talking all of it. Just delete all of it. Throw it all out the way. Alright, that's the uni sets. Well give me your give me your ranking because we gotta put out the graphic. That's my ranking. Who what do you got? Run me through yours real quick. Bottom uh, we went bottom Indians. we had Indians, Tigers Three, I have you White Sox, Ro- or Royals no, Twins. Top. Three Twins, White Sox two, Royals number Royals. one. Fair. All right. At least we can agree on what's bad in that debate. Mm. Just give me some, give me a little flavor. Give me a little Tony the Tiger flavor with the Tigers. Just get something rolling a little bit. You got you got a lot to work with. And ah, the, I get it, the D, Ty Cobb, whatever. Time to switch it up because it ain't the move no more. It's time to talk top 10 shortstops we gotta let them know i i don't understand what's wrong with people i nate i have i have put up with xander slander for far too long it stops now just just wind you up buddy i'm just gonna wind you up no need to wind me up no i'm here to just i'm just here to present numbers because there's no sense in me getting all upset that only takes away from my case all right let me we got into it a little bit with uh a particular listener today in regards to Xander Bogarts and Francisco Lindor. Immediately people are going, Oh, Francisco Lindor, easy. Let me let me read you something. How here. though? Let me read you here. Let me let me read you something here. Between twenty eighteen and twenty twenty. Well, pump the brakes. Let us just run through the list for those who don't know. We got Trevor Story at one, Xander Bogarts at two, Fernando Tatis Jr. at three, Francisco Lindor four, Trey Turner five, Corey Seeger six, Javier Baez seven. Correa, 8, Tim Anderson, 9, Glaber, 10. We had a lot of people saying, well, this person belongs over this person, as you would expect with these top 10. In particular, though, we had a couple people, we had a few people point out Lindor being below Xander Bogarts. Let me read you something. Between 2018 and 2020, the three-year span is, is the standard for what we use for these lists. We look back at the last three years. Between 2018 and 2020, Xander Bogarts had a higher batting average, more doubles, more RBIs, a higher on-base percentage, a higher slugging percentage, a higher OPS, a higher OPS plus, a higher offensive war, a higher ORAR, a higher walk percentage, a higher extra base hit percentage, and a higher BABIP. Outside of the defensive metric, Xander just takes the cake over over Lindor. Not to mention he's getting paid $2.3 million less to do that. So, I mean, say what you will. Call it cherry picking, whatever. Look at the numbers. Compare them yourself. Let me know what you find. They could be surprised. What were some of the other? What were some of the other things we got into with people, or some um, of the, the issues that people raised with our list? Corey Seager was a big talking point of not being higher. We have him at six. Um, Bro, Trey Turner. I have to admit, hand up. I I usually try to put my hand up on things that kind of catch me off guard. Trey Turner is a machine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at those numbers. Compare them to Corey Seager's. 
Trey yeah, Turner's so, a better shortstop than Corey Seager. I'm sorry. I mean, the, again, we're going off the last three years. We're not going to go off the full rap sheet here, but Trey Turner beats it in batting average, beats it in home runs, beats it in RBIs, uh, beats it in war, overall war, beats it in offensive war, beats it on defensive war. Um, I mean, it's it's obviously we didn't even include stolen bases in here, which is like, I know that's not a huge metric to use as a universal thing across the league, but the value that that brings now, the fact that there's only so many stolen base specialists, Trey Turner is absolutely in that category for what he can do on, on the bags. So I, I don't understand what we're still talking about. Look, the truth is, is that Corey Seager, yes, he had a fantastic postseason. Fantastic 2020. Somebody season. said, somebody said, Seager literally won World Series MVP. Come on, guy, your list is weak. I'm sorry, winning a seven game series MVP doesn't put you at the top of the list. Hang on, who won World Series MVP in 2019? You're going to put Howie Kendrick as one of the top second basemen in the league? Probably not. I think it was Steven Strasburg. Oh, it was ALCS that uh, Howie Kendrick was. NLCS, huh? yeah. NLCS, yeah. Either way, that guy went off in that postseason too. So it's just that, and where, that and we're not going to argue about. Yeah, we're not no, going to argue no, about. Howie, but what are we doing? We're not going to argue about you know a seven game set or even a, a fourteen game span. It's just I'm sorry, Corsiger is great, and he did have a major injury that's holding these numbers back. But I, I take Trey Turner over him all day. Um, here's where things get a little crazy for me. As bad as Javi Baez was last year. The dude's numbers are outstanding. Bro, this was actually one of my my favorite little research projects I was doing today. Somebody come on here and said, Tim Anderson is way better than by... And by the way, these are the Instagram comments for those who aren't sure what we're talking about. We're referencing the comments from the top 10 list we put up on Instagram today. Mm-hmm. Somebody came out and said, Tim Anderson is way better than Javi Baez. Baez is the most overrated player in Major League Baseball. I said... Between the two from 2018 to 2020, referencing that three-year span that we're talking about, Javier Baez had more home runs, RBIs, a higher OPS, a higher war, a higher defensive war, a higher walk percentage, and the same OPS+. plus. Call it cherry-picking if you want, but look at the stats for yourself. Between the two, if you're going to call Javier Baez most overrated player in Major League Baseball, what does that make Tim Anderson? Mm, 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 mm. So a couple of things I wanted to go over with that, just to reiterate a little bit. Um, there's 23 more home runs. Than Tim Anderson. There's almost 80 RBIs more than Tim Anderson. You're talking about a 30 point swing in OPS. Defensive war, it's a 5.3 over a 1.8. I mean, good lord. <laughs> give 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 Javi some respect, bro. And then we talked about how bad he was last year. The guy is still a stud. And I'm not counting a bad 2020 against anybody. Just not gonna do it. Well, that what? dude is going to hit the market if the Cubs don't re-sign him or extend him. And there is going to be a just a buffet feast of offers. All-out bidding war. Oh, he'll get snatched up in no time. He can go wherever he wants. But what was that thing we were talking about before we before we hopped on? Was it was it Tim Anderson saying? Or no, it was Glaber. It was Glaber. We thought we could have put above I, I, Correa? Seven, eight, or excuse me, eight, nine, ten. I'm okay interchanging, and I, I wish we kind of would have looked over a little bit more. I wish I would have spent a little more time looking at this before we actually released the list. Correa really isn't, really hasn't been as good as you think. I would happily put Tim Anderson over Correa. Well, here's the thing. I think to give people credit, and yeah, we can talk Astros, all that. I don't think too many people are super high on Carlos Correa right now at the moment. Uh, take it removing the whole scandal thing i don't well, i think people are looking at him pretty accurately i think we're just we're all a little too high on the postseason we're a little too high with seager and and correa's performance and that can't just be the i, I know you guys want to judge off the last taste in your mouth but those two guys we can't just judge on that but carlos correa uh, i mean i could see him if he has a, a somewhat shaky 2021 i could see him falling out of the top 10 i really could who knows maybe maybe him and maybe him and uh our friend uh bo bichette yeah swap places sit 257 the only reason and glaber put some put some more respect with my man glaber 
better batting average, more home runs, more RBIs, way better OPS than Correa. Um, defensive metrics are, are what's hurting Glaber. And you've, you brought up a great point of not putting him a little bit higher on the list is because of the fact that, you know, last year was his first time at shortstop and he was pretty rough defensively. And that does affect things. Being a shortstop and producing both defensively and offensively is a very difficult thing to do. So, you know, of the three years that we pulled for Glaber, two of them were at second base. So I, I feel comfortable with this. I would probably put Tim Anderson above Correa, put Tim Anderson at eight. I'd feel a little more safe with that. Yeah, but what I was saying is you look at Glaber and Correa's numbers, I think Torres... Glaber wins it. They, he wins it for sure. almost every category. But again, we I think if we get a full season of seeing what Glaber can do while he's a shortstop, we'll really you know put the nail in the coffin for that. Sure. Minute. So you if you had to make one edit, it would be putting TA above Correa. Yeah. Fair enough. I would switch those. Um, other than that, I feel great about this. Look, ugh, this is just a really talented this was my favorite list we've done so far this was fun this is extremely talented Uh, i mean you could make arguments for a lot of these guys of being in different positions in this top 10 we're going very stat based here and i think we hit the nail on the head in my mind but yeah notice future oh yeah real bright I mean, right now, nuts. right now, right now, it's real bright. I was saying more about the the free agent market because Trevor Story, Frankie Lindor, as of right now, yeah, Javier Baez. These are names that could potentially change a team. And and hear me out on this. Why does Trevor Story sound like it really? Why why does that name sound like it really fits with the Phillies? Why does that feel right? Honestly, weirdly enough, and I. I don't know why I'm saying this, but and taking taking no not taking into account the the current situation at shortstop. I don't know why he sounds like a New York Yankee. T- Trevor Story. Yes, I was thinking about it, and there's just not enough room financially. I think that guy's no, no, going to demand again, a lot of money. I, just not taking into account those things, just in terms of fit. I just I'm like oh, Trevor yeah. Story. Yeah, put him in New York. I would not complain. The guy is just magnificent. I think he's. Such a badass. There, I have no problem with him being at the top of the list. The Yankees need another main, uh, mainstay-ish. You don't think Glaber's the future, huh? Do you think he's the future? Do you think he can prove enough defensively to warrant staying there? Uh, no. I think he belongs at second base. And I would agree with you. And that's not a knock on him. I think he fits well there. I think he so belongs open- at second base. And I think, truthfully, Luke Voigt threw a wrench in this whole plan. This whole thing was ruined by Luke Voigt in a good way. Because if you have DJ LeMayhew, he'll play the corners and he'll spot at second base when he wants. You can put him anywhere. Yeah, you can't justify not putting Luke Voigt in. You just can't. Luke Voigt is the reason Didi is not is not a Yankee anymore. That's a fact. Anyway, yeah, Trevor Story is gonna gonna have the same same amount of options as Javi Baez for sure. Closing us out here, Nate. We got some DMs from our listeners. Julie, and this was what I was referencing earlier. People are high on the Indians for some reason, and he's curious on he's curious about it as well. Julian says thoughts on Cleveland. Keep hearing they'll be good, but I have them just at or below five hundred. I, I think, think that's probably of, a pretty accurate prediction there. You alluded to it though. You were saying give it a little bit of time, maybe a couple pieces added here or there. I think this could be a team where you could potentially see if they, if they succeed through the first half, you might see them as buyers. You have so much room financially. If that rotation does what it can do, you could see him as buyers. If Jose Ramirez a continues lot of to act like an MVP candidate like he always does, I would not be surprised. I feel like a lot of things have to go right for that. For a lot that of case. things have to go right, but I do And agree. I just can't, yeah. I can't commit to that with my gut. I just can't. There's too many things have, have taken place there. That but I you're just, talking about two lineups that are really going to be difficult for that rotation to deal with, with the White Sox and the Twins. Sure. That's, I just, I, I can't buy into the Indians this year. I just can't. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Callie asks, who is taking the AL Central? That is coming in our, just say. Never know. Friendly reminder that is coming in our hot takes and predictions episode, which will be, that'll be, that'll drop the morning of opening day. Mm. Uh, we might drop it early. We might drop it at night. Who might knows? We'll see. 
But that'll be our our concluding episode. I feel so bad for my work. The off season. Opening day. Yeah. I'm going to be a horrible employee. Tough news for the for the, the old work situation. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Padres Colt. Fantastic question, by the way. Padres Colt asks, in a different dimension, Chicago signs Machado and doesn't trade Tatis Jr. Tell me your predictions. Wow. Um. Yeah, I I mean, it's it's nuts because that was a James Shields trade to get. Uh, I'll the, tell you they, what, White Sox fans aren't hating the front office and ownership right now. Yeah. Yeah. That much. I mean, uh, I think Tim Anderson was homegrown, wasn't he? Mm, yeah. Play a little two bag. That's a ridiculous infield. If that was the case, Machado, Tatis, Tim Anderson playing second for you and Jose Reyu. Oh, look out. Oh, oh, oh God. That's insane. Uh, yeah, that's a hundred win team. They have both of them and their current roster. I don't know this hypothetical weird dimension we're in. Best team in the American League. Which, to be fair, Tim Anderson thinks they're the best team in the American League right now. That's that swag it, I'm talking about, bro. That's that confidence I'm talking about. That guy's a leader. Time will tell. I got to say, you with him? I don't know. We'll see in a Hot Takes Predictions episode. Ew. Tyler asks, will Eloy hit 50-plus bombs? Uh, Is anybody going to hit 50-plus bombs this year uh, with the freaking baseballs? I don't know. I can't ever say that someone's definitely going to hit over 50. I just can't see it. Like I said, I think Jorge Soler was the leader in 2019 for the AL. He was at 41. Somebody might hit 50 bombs. I don't see it being any less. So that's just a gut feel. Mm. No, uh, no statistical evidence to back that up. I just, I don't think yeah, that's the guy. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, lastly, here, which we kind of already alluded to, Jack says, not a question, but the division has one of the best overall groups of uniforms. Would we agree with that? I think Hang the, on, there's, uh, there's a building burning down. I think the by, fire. Apparently. I think the fire engine agrees. Three or four times a day. They're coming to put out that fire. That fire take. What was the question? Coming to put out uniforms. the fires that those uniforms give off. Yeah. No. Says the division has one of the best overall groups of uniforms. No. NL Central. Okay, well, we'll get to that. That'll be our next uh, next episode, I think. Mm. Hold on. Let me think here. Yeah, pump buddy. The, pump the brakes. That's a decent division of uniforms right there. Mm, I got Very three. decent. I got three in my head. I'm... Uh, who am I missing? Yeah, yeah. Very decent, yeah. especially when Nike took over and changed things for the Brewers. The Pirates are always in the conversation for swag, and then you got to lock like it, it down with the Cardinals and the Cubs. I think that's probably my best, my favorite division. Uh we'll get to, we'll get to that. Don't spoil too much. Uh, lastly, your name before we hop off. Quick thought, quick reaction to Bryce Harper's quote about advanced metric. Advanced metrics. I love it, man. I love it. I think just we've said this so many times, so much about baseball is just overly analytical right now. And you got to remember, this is a dude that just is very much feel. He's very much a feel. And I think you uh, you commented and you kind of expanded, um, you know, a little bit more of some other things he said, right? A little bit more of the interview where he said some extra stuff. I think you commented something. Yeah, there. well, people, so what he said, he said, I don't really like stats. Exit velocity, I don't care about that. I don't understand any of that. I'm a GED guy. I dropped out as a sophomore. I look where I am now. I'm okay. To be fair, that wasn't the full quote. He When he was saying he doesn't understand any of that, he was talking about like some of those advanced stats that mm-hmm. unless you're really paying attention, you either don't know what they are or don't know what they evaluate. Yeah. Or measure. And he yeah. he didn't say which stat, but it was it started with a W. He's like, oh, you know, like the one with the W, and then he just kind of went on. Mm-hmm. That's what w- he was referring R- to. He or something like that. Yeah, all, all these people come at him. He gets exit velocity. I, I don't think it takes a, a, a rocket scientist to understand yeah. that. It, the quote was a little chopped up, but I had to make it fit because I don't have a whole freaking graphic to <laughs> – put out a nah, man, I think on, we're just talking about a dude who just is is a feel kind of guy and there's why is there why is there anything wrong with that um Bryce Harper is very much a baseball traditionalist uh he's obviously you know been in love with the game forever and he knows the game and so when we're talking about he's our generation he's our age we're talking about what we've grown up on it's not this new era stuff and I think that's what he's arguing is that like my feel and my not paying attention to those numbers got me here. He's paid as one of the most successful players 
in the game. And you can come at him with arguments for rings. You can come at him with his attitude or his cancerous. Well, apparently batting average matters all of a sudden again. When oh, it comes yeah. To Bryce Harper. Yeah, of course. Interesting. But, I mean, you're, you're talking about things that don't, have nothing to do with. Yeah. He's we a don't successful pay baseball attention. player. Yeah, very successful. We don't pay attention to his. Batting uh, average is only used as a negative thing when it wants to be. Otherwise, it's written off. It's ridiculous. We, for some reason, just choose to ignore his above average Hall of Famer OPS level, which is currently at 900. Yeah, that's he's he's a successful baseball player. Everyone can chill out a little bit and and recognize that who cares what he does or what he needs to look at. You know what I mean? I don't understand why that's a big deal. Hey, I like it. I'm a fan because there's it. we're so heavy analytics. We're so heavy on that, and that's just the fun thing to say right now and the fun thing to rely on. And Brian Kenny is just my least favorite MLB Network host slash person because the guy is just a freaking nerd yeah. baseball person. We need an anti-MLB nerd shirt, something along those lines. Anti-baseball nerd shirt. Yeah. Something and, to really drive it home. And I think there's certain things we can fall back on. There's the core of stats that we can stick to. That's what he sticks to. That's what he's talking about. He sticks to the core productive stats. When we start getting into stats that I don't even know what they are, I don't I don't pay attention to those things. It doesn't change what he's going to do. Exit velocity doesn't matter. He's looking some, at it as a hit, a hit. Some guys a hit is a hit is a hit. Some guys just aren't wired to process their game, their performance that way. That's just not how they grow in their game. That's not how they evolve as a player. That and yeah. that's fine. Also, and he's all doing of you just fine. All of you sudden Frankie Lindor lovers, the guy just said the same thing like oh, two weeks ago. Too many analytics. Look yeah. it up. Say what you want about Bryce Harper. What are you going to say to Frankie Lindor? Yeah, I, I, you can't come after can't come after him for batting average. I know that much. Uh, Nate, that's all I got. Mm. Great, great episode. Big fan, guys. Big fan of this. I think I'll stick around. No, I think I'll keep doing this. Don't go what? chase curveballs. Doing this podcast? Yeah. Well, I hope you do because I can't do this by myself. We love y'all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy. What the f- tell you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it! You f- look! You understand? <laughs>